My name is Sierra, and my group members are Ashley, Jocelyn, and myself. Bring on Fire is written by Susanna Colleen, and it was published in 2012. This story starts off by Susanna waking up one day with random marks on her arm that appeared to look like bed bug bites. She goes to work, where she shows her and her coworker Angela. Angela looks at her arm and doesn't see anything, but Susanna just brushes it off. The next few days, Susanna starts to experience flu-like symptoms and numbing in her right hand and leg. She decides to go to the doctor where she gets an MRI done, and her results show nothing is seriously wrong with her. Soon after her doctor visit, she starts to experience voices talking to her, having occasionally random seizures, paranoia that people are talking about her or trying to hurt her, sudden outburst of anger at work, and even thinking her dad is trying to kidnap her while eating dinner with him and her stepmom. Susanna's paranoia starts when she thinks her boyfriend Stefan is cheating on her. This leads her to go through his phone emails and read old e- letters. She's then admitted to a psych ward where she tries to escape multiple times, but later on, she goes to the hospital where she stays there for a month. In her one-month hospital visit, she cannot remember anything else besides her hallucinations. After so many tests to find out what is wrong with her, her and her family finally find out she has a rare disease that is only attacking the right side of her brain. Brain on Fire was copywritten in 2012 by Susanna. The characters in this book are Susanna, Stefan, Angela, her parents, and the doctors. The main events in the book is Susanna experiences hallucinations, seizures, and voices in her head. She has an MRI done and it shows nothing is wrong with her. Nobody can figure out what is wrong with her, so she's hospitalized multiple times and sent to a psych ward. After her last hospitalization, doctors finally figure out what's wrong with Susanna. Now we're going to move on with Jocelyn, who's going to talk about the historical criticism. The bed bug problem in New York City, 2009, that infected everyone in different ways. New York City was infected in bed bugs. They infested offices, clothing stores, movie theaters, and park benches. The bed bugs took over a big part of the city, got people keep got people to keep their guards up because you never know what could be lurking in the shadows. Page 3, Chapter Bedbugs. On America's Most Wanted in 2009, there was two murderers, a rapist, and a drug trafficker. Savannah had interviewed John Walsh. He was working on a new a new episode about drug smuggling. Savannah covered the story about drug trafficking before she lost her job. Chapter America's Most Wanted, page 6. In 2009, Barack Obama became the 44th President of the United States and took place on Tuesday. Susanna 
ended up in the hospital after having a seizure. They started to ask her who the president was and if she knew where she was. Chapter Fury, page 80. Next is Ashley talking about literary criticism. For the first literary criticism I chose to do was on page 79 in the book Brain of Fire. Susanna acted out of control and her thoughts played against her in this one scene. Everyone is out to get me. I'm not safe here. I look at the video cameras. They are watching me. If I don't leave now, I'll never get out alive. I grab a handful of electrodes and pull. A patch of hair comes out with it, but no pain registers. Absently, I stare at the virgin roots of my dyed blonde hair, and they reach for more. This connects perfectly to psychoanalytical lens of the literary criticisms, because Susanna acted with immense fear of her death all of a sudden. She had feared her life was in danger in the hospital, and she started to believe that they were the reason for all of this, that they were killing her and keeping her against her will. Her paranormal and anxiety took over her thoughts and consumed it, to the point she couldn't even process what was happening to her and around her anymore. It went too fast, and her condition made all her actions even more worse and unpredictable and dangerous, to the point she would do anything to leave the hospital, even if it hurts in the process. For my next literary criticism lens I chose was on page 50 in the book Brain of Fire after Susanna's first seizure and her trip to the hospital. Her family and her went to the family doctor for advice on what to do, and this is what he had to say. I think this is very simple, plain and simple. She's partying too hard, not sleeping enough, and working too hard. Make sure she doesn't drink and takes the Kepra I prescribed and everything should be fine. To me, this connects to gender lens of the literary criticism because her family doctor, Dr. Bailey, was so quick to judge her situation and didn't fully examine what was going wrong with her. He just went along with her just partying too hard and how she was just stressed and overworking herself, when in reality, it wasn't, and she was misdiagnosed and stereotyped for her being a young, a woman, and who was just going through normal things in life of being a female, young adult, or any young adult, male or female, who parties too hard and is stressed with the future. He believed that she would just be fine when she takes the medication and goes home, but in reality, she was far from fine. Next, we're going to move on and talk about the connections to today with the speaker of the section being Jocelyn. Connections today. In New York City Department of Housing, Presentation. Presentation and development tracks the mem- numbers of bedbugs violations every year from July 1st, 2018 to April 30th this year they issued 1,178 violations throughout New York City. In Chapter 1, New York City was covered everywhere in bedbugs. When the book took place, bedbugs numbers were through the roof. In 2018, the numbers dropped fast. The most wanted fugitive in New York City today is Robert William Fisher. In the book, Savannah had had to interview a man who is doing a story on the most wanted drug dealer. That is 
chapter six. Today, Trump is our president. Not many people like him, and soon to be Biden in a few weeks. But people aren't a fan of him either. In chapter sixteen, Savannah ended up in the hospital. One of the questions she was asked was who our new president was. She applied with Obama. People were excited when they heard he was president, unlike what happened today when Trump was elected. Next is Ashley talking about social criticism. For social criticism, we believe throughout the story the author is criticizing misdiagnosis in America from doctors. For a case, she went through many phases of her condition, from when they believed it was just stress to her believing she had bipolar disorder. It didn't help no one knew the true cause of her worsening health, but when they came to figure out, which I can't tell you, she was the 217th person to be diagnosed with, but many weren't so lucky and were either misdiagnosed with autism, schizophrenia, are thought to be possessed by the demon and never actually gain the treatment they deserve. This is originally and now still successful criticism because it gives more of an insight to doctors across America to not quickly judge someone's symptoms and fully keep an open mind to it be something unexpected, to not quickly jump to conclusions and think it's a simple answer when it could be something worse in the end. In her opinion, this criticism is still relevant today because even today, misdiagnoses are pretty common, and on average, 12 million people every year are misdiagnosed in America. It's a pretty big problem, and this issue still needs to be addressed. But in reality, we still don't know many about these diseases, and some to be even discovered yet. We are still learning about medicine and these diseases. Maybe in the future, we'll have more knowledge about these sicknesses and diseases that will finally gain the knowledge for them to be no more and not have as many misdiagnoses as we do today in America. To conclude, even though this book was taken in 2009, misdiagnoses are still a big problem in 2020 with COVID-19. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast about the book Brain on Fire and hopefully you learned something and enjoyed your time with us today. We all try to not spoil too much of the book and the movie, but some things just need some context to fully understand what we were talking about so we wouldn't get totally and utterly confused. We all enjoyed the book very much, and we totally agree, if you have not already, give the book a shot. It's totally worth it. For us, we gave the book a final vote of 4 out of 5. Thank you again for listening and tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you want to listen to more of our future podcasts. Thank you again. Thank you.